Hello and welcome to the Greatest Games Podcast, brought to you by 816 Basketball. I'm one of your hosts, Brian Rosefield, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris de Blasio. Thank you, Brian. Pleasure to be here, as always, on the Greatest Games Podcast. A chance for us to catch up with coaches from around the country and have them tell us about their greatest game. As always, it can be their time as an assistant coach, a head coach, just some guy watching from the stands. Who knows? But just whatever game they consider to be their greatest game. We have yet to find that guy watching from the stands, Chris de Blasio. <laughs> but I tell you what, tell me, correct me if I'm wrong, this is our first trip to California, right? It's our first trip across the Mississippi River, I believe. Whoa. Wow. i tell you what. Well, that's a, that's a whole other first. We are going to Stockton, California, and the JV coach at Bear Creek High School, Jahan Miles. Welcome to the Greatest Games Podcast. How you guys doing out there? We are doing terrific, Coach. Uh, I got to ask, we're, we're not great with California geography. Can you breathe the air out there? Okay, so oddly <laughs> enough, it's really funny. So we had a fire about 30 miles from where I lived. Sorry, not 30, 30 minutes from where I lived, like way up in the Tracy Hills. So like I'm right in the Central Valley, right when you come through like the mountains, the fire was right there. So it's been touch and go for the last three weeks. Wow. I've just been seeing the images on the news, obviously, and, and watching everything. And uh, yeah, it's crazy what's going on now. Yeah, it is. It's, we're getting better. It's getting better. Glad to hear that. So, Coach, why don't you take us through, first of all, your resume in basketball and the places you've coached and how you got to where you are today. Okay. So, I've been coaching high school basketball since I was 18 years old. I started at, um, at Stag High School in Stockton. I was the freshman assistant coach for one year. Um, then I was promoted to the JV or, sorry, the varsity assistant for three years. And then there was a coaching change. So, I was kind of in limbo and had to figure out what I wanted to do. Uh, luckily enough, I uh, went to college uh, with a guy who was on staff at the private school in the area, uh, St. Mary's High School. And so he brought me on. I was a freshman assistant there for about five years. Um, after that, another coaching change. Some guys left, moved on. I was offered the freshman position there, and I was a freshman, I was freshman head coach for two years. I would say it's probably the best two years of coaching I've ever done in my life. This past season, I was the varsity assistant at St. Mary's. A really big learning experience for me and <laughs> it was a steep learning curve because of the uh, the tradition of the program has and um, this coming season I will be the head JV coach at Bear Creek High School in Stockton and in my spare time I coach part of the um, team Arsenal AAU program. So coach I'm going to start there you said that those two years as a freshman coach here recently your best two years coaching what what makes those your best two years? So I took a lot of things I've learned in my past and I actually got to into or implement it myself as a, as an assistant coach, my job was always, I'm the positive guy, you know, good job guys. It's okay. You know, coach may rip you, but you know, we're going to go back to you. You're going to get back in there. You're going to do your thing, help your teammates. Well, as the head coach, I didn't get to be the positive guy all the time. I had to be a disciplinarian. I had to be the most organized guy. I had to be the guy to let guys, you're not, getting things done in the classroom. I'm hearing from your teachers. And so it was more so on the, not the basketball side, it was more so on the administrative side where I really learned that I had to get my stuff together if I really want to pursue this whole basketball thing. 
Isn't basketball such a funny thing? Chris, I'm going to jump in before you ask your questions here. It's just you get to be a varsity assistant or, like you said, a freshman assistant, and then all of a sudden you're thrown into being a head coach, but you may still be a varsity assistant. So you get to run your own program, but then you're also supporting another program. And it's just a, what, a, what a great way to work out your own beliefs and your own plays, your own philosophies, and just figure out, whoop, that didn't work. That's not me at all. It's, 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 it's a, basketball is such a neat thing. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I took over. I was a freshman coach for four years, coach, and uh, I took over as a varsity coach this past year. And I remember one time looking at the assistants, and, and I asked them, uh, is it something like, should we change this defense? And they go, it's your call. And I was like, oh, crap, it's my call. <laughs> that is no good. <laughs> we are in trouble if it's up to me. <laughs> I did that a lot. I can't even lie. I would look at my assistant and go, hey, what do you think we should do here? He goes, you're the head coach. And I'm like, gosh, darn it. <laughs> well, Coach, it sounds like uh, like you said, you've been coaching since you were 18. You've had a, a bunch of stops there at St. Mary's, now at Bear Creek, and the, and the AU team. Why don't you tell us about some of your mentors and some of the people that have helped you along the way? Um, so at a young age, my dad, who everybody loves my dad. My dad was the first ever basketball coach I ever had. I knew nothing about basketball. And I used to go to practice and he would be like, just do this to try to have some fun. I was four years old. Come to find out my dad was a high school varsity basketball coach since I was four years old. And I had no idea. <laughs> so him, number one, like he's probably the, the mentor that I, I go to to this day and ask him any basketball question. He always have an answer. Then there's my uncle. My uncle's Carl Jacobs. He's the um, varsity basketball coach at Lincoln high school. Again, countless hours of questioning Hours of member, uh, mentorship. Love that guy. Uh, most recently, it's actually been Ken Green. Ken Green is a varsity basketball coach at uh, St. Mary's High School. He was one of the people that brought me into the program and, like, literally taught me how to coach basketball. So where I live, St. Mary's is one of the top five programs in Northern California. Like, we're known for going to the playoffs. We're known to get section championships. We're known to compete for state. So the way he breaks down basketball was just really good for me. Like he, he taught me to not take things so seriously. Like sometimes you got to let things go and let players figure it out themselves. And I, I used to be one of those hard nosed coaches, like got to do it my way. It has to be this way. It has to be the right way. Um, beyond that on the college level, I went to the university of the Pacific and I really got to study under Bob Thomason. And like, he is the man, like, People always talk about Phil Jackson being the Zen master. Bob Thompson was just so, like, calm, collected, never got caught up in things. Like, it was really cool. It's like studying under Bob Thompson. And then lately I've started to get into um, – he's actually the assistant coach at Pomona, and he's someone I, someone I really need to reconnect with. His name is Matt Okada. His travel stops, the, where, the way he got to where he's at, that's someone, like – if I really want to pursue basketball and get to the college level, that's the one I really want to reconnect with. Like he's, he has so many stories and things he had to go through to get to where he is. Like I, the struggle to where he get to where he is, the struggle to where he got where he is, is just something that I need to understand. So like those guys are like my mentors. 
you know, it's interesting being, uh, you know, I've grown up here on the East coast in South Carolina all my life and remember seeing Pacific play an NCAA tournament. And now I just Google Bob Thomason. I, I, I knew the person, but I didn't know the name. Chris is going to know, you know, if you listen to this show, you know, that, that Chris is the history guy and I'm not, but I remember seeing that team in the NCAA tournament. And just for some reason being drawn to this guy, I don't know if it's his hair or something that is just, just beautiful, this locks of hair just yeah. swing back. But I remember him, like you said, he was just very calm. And I remember like, who is this Pacific in the NCAA tournament? And again, Chris, you might know how they've done an NCAA tournament off the top of your head. But I remember them being very successful. Interesting you bring up that name. I actually don't know that much about him, Brian. I know he's had a good program out there, and Pacific's had a good program. Uh, oh, I'll break it down for you. Oh, please do. Please do, yeah. yeah. So, um, in the mid to early 2000s is when they first made that NCAA run. They played Pitt in the first round, and they upset Pitt, and that just set the world ablaze. Then they went on, and I forget who they beat in the second round, but somehow – UOP got to the Sweet 16, and no one understood how. Um, they, they brought in a lot of guys from overseas, JUCO transfers. It was pretty interesting. But more recently, actually, so Bob Thomason retired oof, maybe like eight years ago. Program went through some turmoil. Actually, it's really weird. They brought in Damon Stoudemire, and Damon Stoudemire has been there for the last four years, and he's completely turned that program around. I didn't know Damon Stoudemire was there. I had a Damon Stoudemire Toronto Raptors jersey. But maybe before you were born, John. I don't know. Was that that may have been, I was born. <laughs> that may have been a little old for you. Uh, <laughs> Damon Stoudemire, Arizona, Mighty Mouse. We Mighty know about Mouse. Yes, sir. <laughs> Coach, you talked a little bit about it, but it seems like and, and before we got on here, you, you talked about watching some some things with Frank Martin. Talk about things you do on a daily, weekly, monthly basis to improve your craft. Oh, I am a film guy. I watch so much film. So in my AU program, the Team Arsenal program, I'm the guy that brought in film breakdown. So, like, I literally will sit down and watch film for hours on end. Thankfully, we're doing distance learning at my school. It's probably going to get me into some trouble. But I always have, like, three computers going at one time, the one where I'm teaching, the one I got film on, and I always got my notepad broken out. So, like, I broke down a lot of film. And that's one of the things that uh, Ken Green taught me at St. Mary's is you're, you're only as good as what you can spot what you did wrong on film. And so that's one of the things that I do a lot. I watch a lot of webinars too. If I can find a webinar that anybody's putting on, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to sit down, get on my notepad, and understand what things are doing. Um, I watch a lot of YouTube videos of coaches in the past. Um, more recently this summer, I really got into the NABC webinars. I watched almost all of them. And if I couldn't watch them live, I watched as many replays as possible. One of my favorites, I will say, is um, – this coach in New York, he's known for just playing the one three one zone. Like that's his thing. He plays one three one, and you gotta beat it. And so out here, no one plays one three one, unless it's like a junk defense. And so like, he like taught us how to beat the one three one. So it's like, you know, it's, it's things like that. Another one that I really liked was um, I forget his name, but he's a coach at Georgetown College in Kentucky. And he broke down his zone offense, and I thought that was amazing. So he broke down, like, his little specials, like what he does to get certain guys the ball in certain spots. Like, it's 
that I just I just love I love learning about the game of basketball. Like one of the big things is the theory behind basketball. And like if I had the possibility, I would so take a graduate level class on the basketball psychology just to understand the mind of people are thinking during certain situations of a basketball game. Like I, I just love learning about the game. Coach, that's super fascinating to me. There's so many webinars out there. Uh, so you, you are, you're watching videos, you're watching YouTubes. I'm curious now, are you reading? Because I, I, for me, as I'm, I'm 41 now, so I grew up reading. I mean, it was a Jim Boeheim uh, attacking a 2-3 zone book. And so, like, it was more books for me. But now hearing you, I know there's so many webinars out there. So question for you is, do you read books or is it mostly just videos for you? I cannot sit down and read a book. <laughs> There's just something about I cannot sit down and read a book. I, I, I can understand that. The, the older I get, the more I get to be that way too. Because like you say, there's so much good content, especially even early quarantine with just coaches just coming out. Hey, we're just going to start doing webinars because we're all sitting at home. Like, okay, why not? Let's just, you know, so anyway, it was, I, was, I was just super curious about that. <laughs> Uh, coach, who was the coach in New York? Do you remember where he was in New York? Who I think he was in upstate New York. Oh, okay, okay, because I'm right. I'm right outside of New York City, right in New Jersey. Uh, if you give me a second, I can find it. <laughs> well, I, I will give you a second because I do have a trivia question for Brian. Um, Brian, the, the University of the Pacific, and I know Jahan will know this. It's an easy one. They have somebody who was drafted number one overall in the NBA draft. Who was that? Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. John, go ahead and give us the answer because, again, I'm over here. What you got? Michael Olawa Candy. Wow. How about yeah. that? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And just a side note, Brian, I've been to Georgetown College in Kentucky as well. Okay. Georgetown okay. College, just north of Lexington, where, okay. you know, obviously, you know, I lived for a year. That's right. So that's right. <laughs> Coach, um, why don't you break down your greatest game for us? Uh, I believe I can't find it now. I'm doing terrible research here. You had told us what it was, and now I can't find it in my uh, in my notes. Okay. <laughs> so this, this actually it was, it was this past year, right? Yeah. Yes, it was this past year. So it was um it was January 4th to 2020. And I kind of have to give you like the backstory behind this game. Please give it to us all. <laughs> the team we're playing is Camp Alindo high school in Moraga, California. And if you don't know about Moraga, California, this is where the St. Mary's college is. The Gales coached by Randy, Randy, Bennett. Randy Bennett, St. Mary's always competes with Gonzaga in the West coast conference. Great program. Absolutely. Yes. So, we play them every year, home and home. Last year they came to us, I believe. Yes, last year they came to us. I think we beat them in a close one. At past, this past year, state champions. So you, they're really good. They lost one starter who was not very much of a contributor. So we're playing this game on a Monday. We had a game on a Saturday. And our best player is coming back off of a 30-day suspension. 30 days. Has not practiced at all. He's played – this is his fifth game back with no practice. So, when you think of Camp Belindo, you got to think of, like, your super fundamental. You know, they're, they're, they do what they do well. They'll pick you apart. They'll break you down. 
and it, it was it's amazing. Their point guard signed to go to Northern Arizona University on a basketball scholarship. His younger brother, uh, just recently now, is a target of Arizona, Stanford, USC, Nevada. So he's a top, he was a top 50 sophomore in the country. So we knew we were in trouble. We just, we just knew we were in trouble. We we're going to have to figure out what we're going to do. We just moved up a sophomore because we had no size. He's, we just moved him up the game before. And so we moved up sophomore. He didn't play freshman basketball. He's about 10 games in into sophomore season, and we needed a big guy. So we moved him up. This was a – so there was no freshman game. There was no JV game. It was just a varsity game. And when I say the gym was dead, the gym was dead. <laughs> we arrive at about 1230, and it's like – it's sluggish. We're not awake. Warm-ups are horrible. Varsity coach goes to me and goes, they didn't even give us water. So he goes, he goes, hey, I need you to drive down to the store. <laughs> go get some water for the team. You know, as, a, as an assistant coach, you, you can't say no. I was like, yeah, I got you. It. Yep. <laughs> I got you, coach. I drive down to the store. And this is where it gets funny. So, like, I get the water. I come back. You know the water is set up right next to our bench? No. <laughs> so, I'm like, what? You know what? It's one of those games. It's going to be one of those games. So we start a normal five. So we start a, um, mind you, <laughs> I can't make this up. We start a, a football wide receiver at point guard who's about six foot. We start a six foot, like he's a basketball player, six foot junior. We started a, we had our shooter, our five nine shooter at the three. We had a, another football player who is a hurdler, also a hurdler, and he just got offered by uh, UCLA for football. And then we started the 6'4 sophomore. They went, the other team went 6'5'9", 6'4", 6'6", 6'6". And here's the here's funny thing. Remember how I mentioned that Moraga is the location of St. Mary's College? Guess whose kids were on the team? Randy Bennett's? Randy Bennett's kids were on the team. Wow. So it's one of those things where, like, you're kind of starstruck, but not. Then, I kid you not, because the the sophomore talk about his name is Aiden Mahaney, solid basketball player. In comes the cow coach. Now the cow coach is in the is at the gym. So not only do we not only are we playing against Camp Lindo, now we got college coaches in the gym. So now again, players are starstruck because they've never seen this before. Ball hasn't even tipped in the air yet. So. Starts. We go down 10 to start the game. And it was quick. It was 3-3 three, three, layup layup. <laughs> Perfect. Great start. We're like, oh man, this is this is awesome. We're looking at each other. I mean, like, we're not taking bad shots. We're not taking bad shots. We're just not scoring. So we go down 10. Obviously, we don't call timeout because we're getting good shots. We come down, we run a set play, we run a horn set. Um, our point guard comes off really nice. Couldn't turn the corner. The roller wasn't open. Uh, we like to reverse it twice and then set a staggered double on the, on the box for our shooter to come up. Shooter comes off of it. Bam. Nails one. So now we're down three to 10. So now we're kind of like, we're feeling things out a little bit. They come down. They're big guy. Big guys only a sophomore seals us up nice and big box catches it, drop step, finger roll at the rim. 
we're like, okay, so a sophomore is going to have to learn. <laughs> He's going to have to learn. We get it out quick. We kick it down the floor. Um, the way we run our lanes is our two runs a right lane, three runs left lane, four men takes out trails, five runs straight down the middle, kind of standard. So we, we get out, we're going, our point guard's going, kicks it back to the four man, four man steps into it, bang, knocks down another one. So now we're, now it's six to 12. Now we're like, we're getting a little confidence going, right? Oh, yeah. And I, when I say our confidence got going, we, we started to feel ourselves. Cam Belindo comes down, Aiden Mahaney gets the ball, misses the layup. We get on the break. We're at the rim, another layup. So now we're down four. They call a timeout. So as that timeout's going, now the fans are trickling in. The student section's trickling in. So now it's starting to get, you know, a little more people are coming in the gym. So it's about five minutes left in the first, and we're still, you know, game's going back and forth. We score, they score, we score, they score. You know, keeps going like that. Next thing you know, it's about, I think I want to say it's 22 to 15 at the end of the first. Now, we're known for our half-court defense and not and not giving up a lot. We're comfortable winning the game 36 to 31. That has gone out the door. We realize we have to score. It's one of those games where we have to score and hopefully get stops. Second quarter starts, and Camp Lindo goes cold. Randy Bennett's oldest son, I want to say, misses about three threes to start the third quarter. And we're just like, okay, great. Now, they're not scoring, and we're kind of getting what we want. So we go down. We run our pick and roll continuity offense, come off of it. Our point guards, when I say our point guard is the best player, he may not be a basketball player, but when the ball's in his hands, things get interesting. Comes off the pick and roll, turns the corner, finishes right in the big guy's face, gives him a little stare down. So now the, now our bench is getting into it. So they come down, they miss again. So then we get a couple baskets, a couple stops. It's about 26-26 with about, I want to say, four minutes left in the fourth. Four minutes left in the second. So we're working the ball around. You know, they're, they're playing half-court man. We're, we're playing half-court man, trying to dig out, grind out these possessions, get a couple layups. They get a couple layups. Going to halftime, the score is, I want to say the score was 32 to 28. We were down four at the half. Now, Ken Green is like the master of halftime speeches. Uh, he's like, when I say like, the, I mean, like, he's just so calm. He's making jokes. Like, he's just keeping things really light in the locker room. We walk in there. He goes, guys, we're getting whatever we want. We're taking really good shots. They're missing some shots. They're making some shots. We're going to have to live with that. We're, but I'm telling you this, I'm going to make an adjustment right now. So he takes our, our foreman, who is like a football player. He says, we're going to put you on Mahaney. We're going to put you on their best player. If you can hold him to under 12 points in the second half, we'll win the game. This kid's only a sophomore. He's like, you know what? I'll take the challenge. You know, you know how football players are. They just, they'll, just, they'll just do it. Now, we come out of halftime. It's a little sluggish. They make a couple shots. We're down 37-28 really quick. They make a little run. We, we bang a timeout. Calls it, King Green calls them over. He goes, you know, guys, they made some shots. They make a run. Basketball is a game of runs. So you know what that means? We got our response. So let's respond with a run right here. Call it. He says, blatantly, he doesn't draw up any set plays in the timeout. He just says, we're going to run. I want to say our, our high post split action. Like, we're going to run this. We'll get a good shot. So we run a high post split action out of the timeout. Just like he says, we'll get, we get a good shot. Our four men comes off a staggered double, drains a triple at the top of the key. 
Okay, bench is like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We come down, get a stop. So we're feeling better. We come down and transition, get a layup and transition. Okay, so we're, we're digging in. Let's just score five points out of that timeout. Okay, they, you know, they come down, they run a set play. They ran a really good set play. They ran. So and we had this scouted, and they still – they got us about six times against. They ran the chin action from the Princeton series against us about six times and got four good baskets out of it. And so – just like that. They ran it out of it, chin action, lay it right in front of the rim. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. That was like – the funny thing is – and this is like a sidebar of the story. Funny thing, we put it in after that game. We definitely put in the chin action right after that game. <laughs> we, we had – it was too good. We come down. We get So, we're down. So, I want to say it's 39 to about – yeah, 39-35 with about two minutes left in the third. So we're, we're, we're feeling good. We make some subs. But something really interesting happens. They We're on offense, and I want to say we're going in transition. It's a, it's a two-on-one, going in transition. We make a really bad decision, and their guy takes a tremendous charge. I'm talking about textbook. Takes it right in the chest, sells it, ref calls it. The problem for us was is that our player. It was on our point guard. That was his fourth in the third. So take him out, you know, I had to give him the, have the conversation with him. Like, Hey, you know, it's your fourth, you know, we got to save you for late in the fourth quarter when you know you're going to make it, we're going to make our run. You're going to do your thing. We'll be fine. Okay. So we put in a junior and now our bench was not very deep. We were eight deep at the most, eight deep at the most. And we put in a junior. So he literally, we literally just try to hide this guy for like the next eight minutes of the game. So the end of the end of the third to like halfway through the fourth, we're trying to hide this guy. So we're like, we're going down. Like it's, it's their ball about two minutes left in the third. Our football player, he gets beat off the dribble on a guy like ripped through, ripped low, ripped high, gave him a jab step and then blew by him. We try to slide over, take a charge, block call and one. Now we're, we're down. We're down. I think it, I want to say it was 40, 35. We're, we're, we're looking at each other. It's late in the third. All the coaches were like, <laughs> we don't want to slip away. And we're like, maybe we should try. Uh, we try to say, Hey, let's go zone a possession. Right. We're not a zone team. Coach looks at us, looks, looks at us and goes, why the hell would we go zone? We're down five. We don't play zone at all. We don't practice it. What kind of sense does that make? I'm like, you're the boss. <laughs> you, decisions. Got, you got Ken Green fired up there, but yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You make the decision. I'm like, all right. So he says, forget it. You know what? Let's pick up a little higher. We'll pick up. We'll change our pickup points about three quarter court. And when he did that, the game changed. So we get the ball. We don't score. So usually in transition, we'll we'll send two guys back. We'll send three guys to offense rebound. We don't do that. Instead. We'll send like we send our point guard back. Everybody else changes their pickup point to the free throw line opposite in the floor. So we do that, and now we're starting to cause a little bit of havoc. Look, now the ball's starting to fly in different places. Now we're getting a little active, a little energetic. So we miss pick up higher. We steal an outlet pass. We get a layup, cut it to seven. Right. So now we're we're, we're kind of like okay. So this is kind of changing things a little bit. You can sense the momentum changing. They inbound it. 
we, uh, we force him to the far sideline away from the benches. We get a nice backside double, and it's like a great one. Pinned him on the sideline, makes the reversal pass. We steal the reversal pass, and uh, our 6'4 big guy just rises up and punches one. So now we got some momentum. Now we got a dunk going, and now the bench is into it. So we're still in it. Now we, we try to get another one. Try to say, second possession, we're down one with about maybe 45 seconds left in the third. Try to get another one. When I say they picked us apart on this, they picked us apart. The ball went from the sideline back to the trailer, up the middle, lobbed it at the rim, and then they punched one. And then that's when we thought to ourselves, like, maybe we should stop doing this. We just gave up a dunk. And coach says, no, we got to speed the game up. We, we got to play to our advantage. All right. So now we're down three again. We come down. We run one of our favorite – One of I would say it's my favorite set play, and it's the, the high post split action. Got it to our two-man. Our five set a great back screen for our four. Comes right off it across the lane. We get a layup. We're down one again, and as they're inbounding it, we just have an ultimate brain fart, and a guy, like, leaks out deep, and he just tosses it, another layup. So now he just gave up a layup on a deep play, and now it's about seven seconds left in, in the third quarter, and we go down. Obviously, we don't, get, we don't even get a good shot up. We don't even get a good shot up. We just – we go into the fourth down three. So we do our little – pre or like the end of the quarter meeting, like we all meet and we talk before we talk to the players and our King Green just goes, we got to put him back in there. We got to put our best player back in there. And I mean, we all looked at each other. It was like, well, he has four. It's the fourth. It's a close game. We might be able to, you might want to save him. So he goes, you know what? We'll put him in and we'll have him guard the one, a guy that just stands in the corner and gets out of the way. So what ends up happening is Campolindo starts going to the Wahlberg four-out, one-in dribble drive motion stuff. So then he just he's just hiding in the corner guarding a guy. And it's just great. So he's hiding in the corner guarding a guy. So quarter starts. We actually start with the ball, thank goodness. We run a um, – I want to say we ran a – I want to say it's an isolation set, but we, we drop the guy out the play to drive it right behind him. We get a layup. We, uh, we're down one within the first 12 seconds of the fourth quarter. And so we're, we're coasting games going back and forth, back and forth. And the game begins to get really interesting about the four minute mark of the fourth quarter. So their big guy who is like really solid, by the end of his junior year, he will be having division one offers. It's, it's obvious because the way he plays his body type, his size, he's already six, six as a sophomore he starts to dominate our big guy, like dominate. It was really interesting. So he would catch it on the box. They started clearing out, give it to him on the box. He would drop step, you know, get jump hooks around the corner, drop step, you know, two footers. So we started to double down. So we double down and sink right behind him. So we, he starts to kick it out. Thank you, basketball gods. <laughs> Camp Alindo went six straight possessions without scoring. And we felt amazing. During that span, we went tray, tray, layup, and then they stopped us. So we went from being, you know, down one early in the fourth. So we have a six-point lead. We're up six with about three and a half minutes left. So we're feeling okay. Like, 
you know, we're, we're thinking we're, we, we kind of got this in the bag a little bit. So we start running like our, our continuity stuff, getting the ball moving, running our motion stuff, a lot of back screens, pin downs, flare screens. We go cold, and I mean ice cold. <laughs> it was it, – we went from having all the momentum to having none of it. It was it was very fickle. So we go up six. Camp Lindo calls timeout. They make their adjustment. They go. They come right out of the timeout, hit a triple. Aiden Mahaney kick, hits triple right out of the timeout, like it's nothing. So now they're down three. It's about, you know, three and a half minutes left. And we're like, we're looking to ourselves like, you know, we'll, we'll be okay. We can we still coast, right? Come down, don't score again. Defense rebound for them. Transition, layup. Oh, shoot. Here we go. One point game, three minutes left. Got the ball. We come down the floor, you know, work the ball around. Shot clock goes down to about three or four seconds. Don't get a shot up. Shot clock violation. We're like, what the heck is going on? Shot clock? What the heck is that? <laughs> we don't have shot clocks in New Jersey. Sorry. What? Yeah, oh, we don't. Yeah, 35 second shot clock in California. Woo. It, it, 35 seconds is a long time. <laughs> That's a long time. Um, yeah, shot clock violation. They go down. I know they go down and get a basket, but they go down and get an and one in a really great play. Again, chin action. We got beat on the back on the back screen, layup, and we fouled him. And he hits the free throw. So now we're down two. It's about 2.45 left. So we go down again. Don't score. We're looking to ourselves like, what do, what do we have in our bag of tricks that we can whip out right now? So we're thinking to ourselves, coaches, we're talking to each other. Coach is still coaching. We go down. We get a stop. And I have my back turned. Like, I'm not even looking at the play. I have my back turned. We get a steal. And our point guard just rises up in transition and absolutely punches one. And I mean, to the point where, like, I had to, I, I heard it. I didn't even see it. I just heard it. So the, the bench gets up. They're doing the whole raise the roof thing, patting <laughs> the head. Like, it's one of those. So now we're down. We're up one with about two minutes left. And so I want to say both teams are in the bonus. We're in the one and one. We had, I want to say we had eight fouls. They had six. Yeah, they had six. So every possession turned to a grind out possession. And it was like to the point where it was like, you, you know, those games where you're like kind of holding your head and you're like, oh my goodness, like, am I going to lose any hair after this game? Because <laughs> <laughs> I have a really bad habit of doing this with my hair during the game. <laughs> so I'm like doing this and I'm like slowly like kind of inching my way down the bench. Trying to like, cause so now the ball, like offensively, like it's in front of our bench now. So I'm like slowly moving down the bench, trying to make sure we're getting good positioning. And um, we don't, so we, we come back after the dunk. They come down, we get a stop. We go down, we run a really nice play. We get fouled. So we're in the one and one. We miss the front end. And when, and this happens to us so often, we miss the front end. They get an outlet and they go, it goes pass, pass, layup. And we're trying to figure out how it went pass, pass, layup. It was so confusing, right? <laughs> like, we're looking at each other, like, how does – like, we have two guys back – Supposedly. Supposedly. There's only two guys back there. And we still give up a layup. So, again, so now we're down one again. And <laughs> it's so – like, I can't even make this up. Like, the game is just starting to not make any sense. So, they score. 
we're coming down the floor, you know, running to our stuff. <laughs> we dribble the ball off of our foot. We dribble, it dribble off of our foot somehow. And I don't know how this, so we dribble off our foot at about the volleyball line on our, on our offensive end on the floor. Somehow ends up at the free throw line in the right guy's hands, and he turns around and gets a Now, how does that happen? I don't know. How often does that happen? Never. So it's free throw jumper. Now we're down. We're up one. We're up one. They go down. They score. And we're trying to figure out how we're going to get a stop. So we come down. We run on the set play. We run a um, kind of like how teams clear out one side. They kind of dribble to the midline, pass it across, get the back screen behind, catch it off the flare. We drive the flare. We get a layup. So now we're up one again. We go down, and we foul them. They hit the free. They hit both free throws. So now they're up one. And I want to say, we call a timeout. It's about forty-five seconds left at this point. It's about forty-five seconds. We're up one. Call a timeout. We're discussing the situation. We go, you know, thirty-five seconds. We're up one. If we can get a really good shot here, we'll be fine. Also, they might want to foul us so that they can save time on the clock. You know, it's one of those really weird situations. They don't foul us. Wait, no, because we hit a we hit a three, we hit a three. Somehow we hit a three because we were, we ended up up two. Somehow, so we foul them. They hit both free throws. We're down one. We call a timeout. We run a set play out of timeout. We hit a three. Yeah, so we hit a three. We run the same the same back screen play, and our shooter comes off, hits a three. So now we're up two. We're up two with about fifteen seconds left, and everybody knows. Up to 15 seconds left. You're thinking, you know, at home, probably go for the tie. On the road, probably go for the win. And we're thinking, who's going to get the ball? Who's going to take the shot? Okay. And everybody go rebound. They inbounded. And they run They run a beautiful set play. Oh, it was amazing. So, it was like some – it was like a curl action, screen the screener. And I want to say they're – Bennett's kid ends up at the top of the key with a wide open look. He shoots it, right? And we're just watching it. Everybody's watching the ball. Like, you know, you know how when you watch the shot and everything slows down? It's like that. So we're watching it, and the play is, like, slowing down. <laughs> I, I happen to think, I, I happen to think, I wonder if we're going to get the rebound, right? I wonder if we're going to get the rebound. The ball hits the front of the rim, and their six six big guy gets a tap in at the buzzer to tie it. So, <laughs> so we go into overtime. Oh man! So we go into overtime, and so we're just looking at each other like we're. we're first of all, we're, we shouldn't even be in the game. <laughs> we shouldn't even be in the game. The game shouldn't be that close. We shouldn't be in it. You know, defending state champs, returning all but one starter. We're thinking ourselves, we've already won. We're not supposed to be here. We've already won. We have nothing to lose. And that ended up being the pre-overtime talk. So, for me, overtime, we tell them, hey, we got nothing to lose. All you guys got to do is go out and ball out. Just go play hard. Whatever happens, happens. We we are exactly where we want to be. We're not expected to be here. Just go play hard. Off the tip, they win it. They go down. They score. <laughs> we inbound the ball. They steal it. They get another layup. So, now we're down four. Right in the overtime. Feels like the game just started all over again. <laughs> timeout. We call it timeout. 
man, what? You guys, we're fine. Four minutes in, I mean, right into overtime, they score, two layups. Okay, we're good. Yeah, we can make shots. We're going to get stops. We'll be fine. Come out of the timeout, ran a set play to clear out one side, gave it to our big guy, makes a mean drop step. They came to double, hit the cutter. Okay, we scored. Down two. We dig in. We get a defensive stop. We come down. Somehow, and this is the best game I've ever seen this kid play, he comes down with all the confidence of transition, takes one left-hand drill on top of the key, bangs a triple. So now it's like we're up one. We're like, okay, so we got a little, we got something going here. Come down, get another stop. The kid gets the defense rebound, takes it to the left wing, kind of like steps into it, shot fake. Guy flies by, rises up, bang, hits another one. So now we're thinking, okay, this, this kid may, he may take us somewhere. <laughs> so now we're up, I want to say we're up four at that point, about 2.30 left. They call timeout, and I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to go, hey, high five that kid right there for uh, for banging those two shots. So I do that, and I, I tell him, I was like, hey, is it that hard to make a shot right now? <laughs> and he goes, no, coach, it's like throwing it into the ocean. It's like, well, just keep that confidence because we're probably going to need that. So Campolona comes out of the timeout. Again, they went right to the bread and butter, the chin action, and they've been killing us with it the entire game. Finally, our backside defender was finally on the midline, and he was there. He chugs the cutter after six – okay, this is, the, this is the sixth time they ran it. Finally chugs the cutter. The ball goes out of bounds. We're like, yes, okay, we're good. So now they've changed their pickup points. Now they're picking up man full court, which was good for us because now we've got to think in transition. Now, I didn't say this before, but our best player, our point guard, was the number three hurdler in the country. So we like it when teams pick us up full court. We just give it to him, and he just pew, like a, like a rabbit. So they picked us up. He gets it. And when I say he took off, he just took off, just like right up the floor. He breaks, he breaks past four defenders. The fifth guy's there, our five guys opposite block. He looks at him, takes a step, rises up, and punches another one. So now, like, again, we're raising the roof. We're patting the head, waving the towel. When I say Campolindo wasn't phased, they were not phased. They come down, step right into one, Aiden Mahaney. No sweat off his brow, rises up, bang, nails a triple. So next thing you know, so we're, so at that point, it's about just under a minute. And I want to say we were up, after he hits three, we're up four. So again, they're, they're really picking up hard, applying a lot of pressure. Now they doubled our point guard. So they took the guy off the ball and doubled our point guard. And we entered into our secondary ball handler. And this guy, the moment might have been too big for him. Might have been a little too big for him. He gets it. He takes two dribbles, cross it over. Guy picks him clean. Finger roll right at the rim. Two-point game. At this point, we're out of timeouts. We're just going. (laughs) We get it in. Point guard gets this time. We're going. So we're up. I want to say we're up two. We're going. Run a set play. We don't score. Again, they get the ball back with about 25 seconds. They call timeout. Again, we go, hey, coach, we haven't ran zone, any type of zone the entire game. You might want to just kind of throw something out there. He goes, again, why would we do that 
We never practice it. We <laughs> never play it. Why would we do it? Your call, coach. Whatever you want. <laughs> goes into the huddle. Goes, hey guys, we might want to play zone here. <laughs> so he's like, hey guys, what do you what do you guys think about if we go into a little two three zone here? Just just kind of mix it up right here. Or show zone and then kind of go to man. He goes, and the, the, our best player goes, coach. Let's just do what got us here. I was like, you know what, senior leader, that was a very intelligent statement by him. So he, he agrees. Coach Green agrees. Yeah, let's just go, man. We're go, man. And he tells – so our best player's younger brother has guarded their best player, Aiden Mahaney, who's had one hell of a game. We said keep him under 12, we'd win. That's far from happening. He's – at this point in the game, he's easily had about 28. He has 28 by himself. So they come out, and and it kills me because we run the, we run the same kind of action – they dribble to the right, the right. They dribble towards the right, the right wing. They send the guy from the right wing. They send him towards the baseline. He comes back up through the through the middle. Through the middle, like America's play, yeah. And they kind of cleared out for their and our our big guy who thinks, oh, I gotta chug the cutter because if he gets a clean look on top of the key, we'll be in trouble. So he goes to chug the cutter, but he leaves the post right there on the box, and they just enter on the box. Guy gets two footer. He scores it, and we foul him. So now they're up. So they're at the line tie game. I want to say it's about somewhere between 10 and 15 seconds. Again, we have no timeouts. You have no timeouts. Point guard comes over and he goes, coach. And we can all hear this because we're all sitting right next to him. He says, coach, don't worry. And, and when he said <laughs> that, I've never heard a player come over and say, coach, don't worry with, you know, somewhere between 10 and 15 seconds left in the game. So they missed the free throw. Our big guy gets the rebound, outlet, outlets it to our point guard, and he gets it with momentum. He goes to finish at the rim, and <laughs> he rises with the left. He rises with the left, and he, like, just kind of, like, flicks it, like kind of like a finger roll off the glass, and it kind of, like, bounces on the rim, kind of like how Kawhi Leonard did against the uh, – yeah, we're just bounced and hung. <laughs> yeah. so this one, it kind of bounced. It hit the backboard, bounced off the front of the rim. So we're all just, oh, no. And I guess you put just enough backspin. That thing must have right through the net as the horn's going off. <laughs> and we win the game by two. So you guys – should have won it in regulation and then win it as a, on a buzzer-beating layup in overtime. In overtime. Wow. Yeah. Coach, that – wow. Absolutely incredible. Uh, you know, normally, Chris and I, we have questions about the game and they had this, had this adjustment go. Coach, you just covered it all. The detail <laughs> was incredible. Like, we – I mean, I, they're really – like, I, maybe maybe this is what we can do, Chris. Maybe our listeners can tweet in questions, and then we'll reach back out, maybe bring you back on. But, I, I, Coach, that was unbelievable. And what an incredible game and what an incredible experience, especially just everything that you answered before the show or during the first part of the show. It's just It was just awesome. So, I, I tell you what, Chris, you – you have anything to add? I mean, I just, I, I'm, I'm I kind just of bored here. I just love his head coach's cool demeanor. I like, I like that guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like I said, he's in master, super calm. <laughs> like the one thing he's always says is, "I've, I've been there before. I've been here before." Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, 
Coach, super entertaining, unbelievable. I tell you what, we just uh, we, we say it a lot to our guests, but we just need to have you back here at some point to talk about another another greatest game because I'm in for – next time I'm getting my popcorn and I'm going to maybe maybe a couple bags of popcorn and I'll be ready to go because that, that was awesome. That was awesome. Honestly, but, like, I feel like every time we play Capolindo, it's a classic because there's another <laughs> time we played him. And I guess I should come back and talk about this one. We played Capolindo my first year at St. Mary's, and there's a player who's in the bubble right now who had to score 47 points against Campbellendo for us to beat him. Wow. Yeah. We do want to hear that another time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what, let's go ahead and put a button on this one here. So for my co-host, Chris de Blasio, I'm Brian Rosefield, and thank you for listening to this episode of The Greatest Games. Thanks for having me, guys.